the explosive new film, Flynn, Deliver the Truth, Whatever the Cost, exposes secrets behind the government's takedown of General Michael Flynn. Flynn knew what the intel world had been up to. He ordered the first audit of the use of contractors. This set off alarm bells. He told the truth. He was the most dangerous person for Donald Trump to hire. They had to get rid of Flynn. Flynn, Deliver the Truth, Whatever the Cost. Available now. Watch it today. Go to SalemNow.com. SalemNow.com. Buckle up and settle in for a full hour of automotive mayhem with the real car guy, master technician, Mark Salem, where the only two things we can't fix is a broken heart and the crack of dawn. To talk to Mark, call 602-508-0960. That's 602-508-0960. Now, once again, here's Mark. Rolled out to my Chevrolet. I climbed down up inside. I pulled the choke and I turned the key with the old girl wooden stone. Welcome back, everybody. Four minutes after the hour of 11 o'clock. My name is Mark Salem and Gil, we just retrained right there. And that's the reason why I didn't come back right away. But nevertheless, 602-508-0960. Action Auto Repair is up at I-17 in Deer Valley. It's owned by Tom, and I've known Tom since gosh, the early 80s, the late 70s. At that time, he sold a piece of equipment that we all now know as the scope. And Tom could make that big machine dance. Tom could make it do amazing things because for two reasons. Number one, he was trained on the machine. He wasn't a salesman. He just demonstrated it. Number two, he had tremendous technical skills. So he's located I-17 in the Valley. Full-service, family-owned auto repair shop. Been around since 1983 up there. And they're well-known for quality workmanship, great customer service, fast turnaround time, ASE Master Certified Technicians, and he's one of those shops I can be very proud of. So, Action Auto Repair, northwest corner of Deer Valley and I-17. Good morning, Pat. How can I help you this morning? Good morning. Uh, This is uh, a a great opportunity to talk to you. I listen to your show out here in Surprise, but I've never called in before. Oh, you're more than welcome to be called in, but thank you very much for your kind words. Yeah, well, anyway, I thought I've got two problems. I'm going to see if you can help point me in the right direction. Uh, One is uh, I have a 2011 Avalon with 37,000 miles on it. And this Avalon has been great. All of a sudden, things are going wrong with it, uh, Mark. The first problem is that it is the anti-lock brakes and the skid lights up on the dash continuously, and I can't determine why it keeps doing that. So I took it into the dealer out here in Surprise, and they weren't very reassuring. They said, well, if uh, we'll have to order the part and try starting with replacing a sensor under the pedal. But that starting with <laughs> was a little worrisome. Okay. What do you know about I, this situation? I object to that kind of a conversation. Um, I hope my staff never does that kind of stuff. First, let me tell you the good news. When you okay. have the ABS light and the traction control light on in your dashboard, all that means is is both of those computers are down. You still have conventional brakes. So with ABS, you can hammer the brake pedal as hard as you can, and you won't get the skid. But with the ABS disabled, you're going to get skid. So what? That's what you had when you grew up. Yeah, so, it is. And the traction con- yeah, and the traction control is based off the four sensors as well. 
So there are four sensors, one at each tire, and the computer monitors the speed of each one of them. If we lose one of those sensors, then the computer's confused because three of the oh. four tires say 42 miles an hour, and one says 80 or zero. So the computer then turns on the light and says, you know what, Pat, I'm a little confused because three of the tires say 42 miles an hour, and one of them says 11. And so you take your car into the shop, and their job is just to determine what the heck it is. Now, I'm going to plug in a piece of equipment to your car that few people have. Other shops have them, but it's just you can't afford, your son can't afford, your neighbor can't afford a $45,000 scanner. So wow. we plug this in, and I'm sitting in the passenger seat, and Eddie, my 28-year veteran, sits in the driver's seat, and we go behind bashes, and we do really tight circles to the left and really tight circles to the right, and we do them slow and we do them fast because... As your car's doing circles, all the tires are turning at different speeds. <laughs> so yeah. we want the computer to look at it. And 99 times out of 100, when we're doing tight circles, either fast or slow, we'll figure out which one of the sensors drops out. Oh. So then the call comes up and says, hey, Pat, um, you got a bad sensor. It's in the right rear. I know that it's bad because I can see it go to zero. I want your permission to just dust it off, clean it up, recenter it, and then I want to give it back to you, and I want you to know if ever, in the next 30 days it's okay. But I'm going to charge you for cleaning it up and diagnosing it, but mm -hmm. if it doesn't work, then I want you to come back in 30 days, I'm going to replace the sensor, and all you're going to pay is for the sensor and the labor, but no more, no more diagnostic time. That's what the conversation should sound like. Oh, but wow. I, your... I think I'm going to come to you. <laughs> all <laughs> you right. Know, you know, okay. I, I also had this other problem, Mark, um, is that uh, I've taken this under warranty and, and had this problem, but they never quite tell me what to do other than there's a little square under, by the shifter where you can unlock the shift. And it keeps okay. locking up on me. I will come out of the store, and I, I'm very careful not to move the, the steering wheel, but it's still locked when I come out. So I have to carry around a screwdriver. <laughs> to yeah. keep unlocking it. What is that? Okay. Now, you said brake pedal switch at the very beginning. or You called it a brake pedal sensor. Uh -huh. I'm, well, I took that as a wheel it. sensor. Okay. okay. Um, but in fact, here's how it works. The brake pedal has a brake light switch, and we have to see that brake light switch before we unlock the shifter. So this is what I want you to do. I want you to get in, Put your key in the ignition and turn it to the on position, okay? I want you to step on that brake pedal as if you're smashing a big cockroach oh, as hard okay. as you can. And then I want you to see if you can get the shifter out. Now, maybe you can't, so you get your screwdriver out. You unlock this solenoid. Now you can get it into drive and reverse. The next time, I want you to start pushing the pedal, and I kind of want you to wiggle because you'll kind of hear the click. And you'll, oh, okay. and you'll see the shifter releases. So I want you to push it slowly, 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 harder, 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 and then with all your might. And then I want to know which one of those actually unlocks it. Okay. This oh. is this is not a tough one. This is a matter of of you get us teaching you how to help us. Oh, so okay. So the brake pedal, the, we want to have the brake applied before we let you put it in gear for safety reasons. 
true. Okay, and so there's a switch on the brake pedal that, that unlocks that, and what you're doing is you're pushing the screwdriver into this hole on the console or into this hole underneath the dash, which unlocks the shifter, and that's in your owner's manual in case you get stuck. So it, it, that's really, um, you know what? But there's, it, there's no you, maintenance required of that item it, that's been my fault for not getting it maintenance. It just does No, not it. at all. Okay. It does, okay. Yes, ma'am. It, you know, I'm, here, let me tell you what I what it, what you're asking me. If I gave you, if you gave me a million dollars, I could not make that switch go bad. <laughs> okay. Oh, so it's oh, not, that's it's that's not your good fault. news. Oh, good. Okay. Yeah, it's not your fault. I want you to call uh, Ellen at um, Larry Harker's Automotive, 38th Avenue and Indian School. 38th and Indian School. 38th okay. Avenue. Yeah, and and ask Ellen if Bob, her husband, who I think is one of the best diagnosticians in the state of Arizona, it w- I wouldn't even suggest that I'm better than him. He is really good, and he'd be happy to look at your ABS, and I'm quite sure he could fix your brake pedal problem. Okay, and say so, that um, name again. It's Bob at what? What was the name of his company? Larry. Oh, Larry. Harkers. Oh, Larry. Yeah, Larry Harkers. Okay. Auto. 38th Avenue and Indian School. Okay. Ellen, Ellen runs the front. Bob runs the back. He is a good oh, diagnostician. Okay. He can help you. Oh, all right. Thank you very much. Appreciate it. Oh, you're welcome, ma'am. You're welcome. Uh, we have, um, let me just, Tim, you stay there for just a second. Let me finish my thought from last segment because, folks, you take your car into the garage and you've got, you're faced with some two, three, four thousand dollar bill, your diesel, whatever. And the shop says, well, you know, if you just tell your insurance company that somebody put a hose in your gas tank, then we can get this whole thing covered under your policy, under vandalism or under malicious mischief or it's somebody vandalized my car. Folks, that's fraud. And I can assure you the person that's going to jail is you and maybe the shop owner or the service writer who said that. You have to understand that insurance companies aren't stupid. I got a call from Salt Lake City. They say, hey, we got this deal. The guy says that he was washing out his air filter at the self-service car wash. He got water into the engine, and it wiped out all eight injectors and the turbocharger, and the bill's $8,000. So I called the shop, and I said to them, would you explain to me how the water that's aspirated, inhaled into the engine, which is the engine, let's pretend like it's your lungs. So we're going to inhale water into the engine, your diesel engine, and we're going to wipe off, wipe out the turbo, because in reality the water goes through the cylinders, and then it goes out the exhaust. So how is it that the water wipes out the turbo? Now, I'm tricking him because actually the air that comes in goes to the turbo first, but if there's water there, all it does is clean the dust off the turbo fins. Now, he also said that the eight injectors were bad. The injector system on this Duramax runs at 30,000 PSI. So I can assure you this system is watertight. So the question then begs to be answered is, is how did the water that was aspirated into the lungs of the engine, how did this water cause the heart to fail? Because it's in the lungs. So how is it that we got this water from the car wash into all eight cylinders and we wiped out all eight injectors? And let me ask you another question, shop owner. Are you familiar with the Duramax? It's got injector problems in 2005, 6, and 7. Which is not the year you got. And isn't it ironic that we didn't wipe out one injector? 
we did all eight of them? Is it possible that this engine needs all eight of them? Or is it possible you misdiagnosed it? It only needs two plus a circuit board below the fuse panel that intermittently causes different codes for all eight injectors. And when you have different codes for all eight injectors, then you start going, wow. So I take number six. It says number six is bad, and I move it to number two. I put two and six, and now it says number seven. So then I take seven out, and I move it to one. And then it comes back and says number four is bad. Well, everybody knows that when that happens, you replace the circuit board underneath the fuse panel because there's a break in the ground, and it's causing this erratic bad injector. No, no, no. I'm telling you, he put water in it. So they sent an expert up in Utah, and uh, he looked at it. He agreed with me that there is no way what they said could happen happened. And so they denied the claim. But that guy's going to pay a heavy premium the next time because he tried to pull fraud. And, of course, the shop helped him. So that's a bad thing. If the shop suggests that you break the law in order to get your insurance company to pay the bill, you need to know you're at risk. You need to know that. Tim, good morning to you. How can I help you? Morning, Mark. I just wanted to call back and say thanks for your advice on uh, have a 2003 Impala that I was having problems with getting through emissions. And you told uh-huh. me to, well, it's actually my son's car. You said to drive it for two weeks and then go back. I just got done yes. going through emissions, and it passed. Okay, so and you reset the monitors. That's what we were talking about. Yes, sir. Correct. Yes, sir. Right. Tim, every once in a while, I'm lucky. I actually get to, I guess, right. And no one really knows what my record is, and neither do I. But thank you for taking the time to let me know that I may have hit one out the out of the park. So thank you for that very, very much. <laughs> You're welcome. All righty. Uh, all righty, 602-508-0960, 602-508-0960. Gil tells me the lines are wide open, and we'll be back in about three minutes. Now you have a friend at Thunderbird Automotive, and his name is Tom Fletcher. In 2003, Thunderbird Automotive was a finalist in the Better Business Bureau Ethics Award. In 2004, they won that award. Check them out at the BBB online directory. They're proud of their A-plus rating. Thunderbird Automotive has ASE certified technicians. They can fix anything with a steering wheel. Thunderbird Automotive offers a free courser inspection on every vehicle, the same one that some charge $49 for. They now offer a three-year, 36,000-mile warranty on parts and labor anywhere in the country. If you live in the Northwest area, you have to stop in to Thunderbird Automotive at 88th Avenue in Thunderbird, just west of the 101. For more information, visit them online at ThunderbirdAutomotive.com. That's ThunderbirdAutomotive.com. Or drive right in at 88th Avenue and Thunderbird, just west of the 101. Hi, I'm Cody Gleason, one of the directors at Life Credit Company. When I worked in the life insurance industry, I saw so many people who were diagnosed with cancer and needed money desperately to pay for their mounting expenses. In fact, a recent study found that more than 50% of Americans go bankrupt due to serious illnesses like cancer. That's why we created the Living Benefit Loan Program. It lets you cash out up to 50% of your life insurance benefit immediately, tax-free, while still preserving coverage for your family. There's no premium payments 
credit checks, or money out of pocket required. Life Credit Company counselors will help you one-on-one throughout the entire process, and your money comes in as little as 30 days. It only takes two minutes to see if you qualify for this program that has brought thousands of people unbelievable relief. Call Life Credit Company, 800-968-9200. That's 800-968-9200, 800-968-9200. Or learn more online at lifecreditcompany.com. That's lifecreditcompany.com. Not available in all states. Hi there. I'm here for my flu shot, and I heard there's an option for people 65 and older. There is, but you actually have to be 65. Very flattering. Thanks. I'm Judith Light. You know who I am, right? I just turned 65, and I know your immune system gets weaker with age, and I don't want to miss a day of work or risk spreading the flu to other people. Well, I don't think we've met before, but what I do know is you can't be 65. Okay. What if I said I only have one life to live and I need protection against the flu? Nope. No? How about who's the boss of my health? I am. Uh-uh. Flu season is here, and people 65 and older need to ask about the vaccine made specifically for their age. Flu vaccination is especially important for people with chronic conditions like diabetes and heart disease, which can worsen with the flu. I'm so sorry about that. I thought you were like 35. Don't apologize. Visit the National Council on Aging at ncoa.org flu to learn more and talk to your doctor about vaccine options for people 65 and older. Patriot app tip number six. Find the latest articles from Town Hall, Hot Air, or even the most recent posts from Hugh Hewitt, Mike Gallagher, Dennis Prager, and more, all on the Patriot app news feed. Download the Patriot app at your app store today. Got an iPhone, BlackBerry, or smartphone? Download the Patriot app for your phone. Just go to your app store or log on to 960thepatriot.com today. Welcome back, everybody. 20 minutes after the hour of 11 o'clock. My name is Mark Salem, and every Saturday we're here from 10 to 12 talking about car, car repair problems. And I want to remind you of one important thing. I'm only as good as the information you give me. If it can be an exchange where we talk back and forth and I ask you questions, I can get a lot closer to the problem than you might think I can, or at least I can help you send you in the right direction. The difference is, is the ladies do just exactly that, and the men tell me how they fixed their car and it didn't work. (laughs) And, of course, it's just better to have that exchange. It's better to deal with symptoms than it is to talk about failed parts and failure repairs. Um, We don't really make progress that way. So just my opportunity to share with you what works best if we can just have a dialogue about the symptoms. This portion of Under the Hood is brought to you by Thompson's Auto Repair and Towing. Brian and Thelma are the second or third generation of the Thompson families to deal with the car repair needs of the people in Mesa. But Brian and Thelma have been around since 1970. They have ASE certified technicians. Brian and Thelma are the kind of people, Brian is the kind of guy that you hope your daughter brings home, and Thelma is the kind of lady you hope your son brings home. I can't describe them in any other better way than that. They are honest, dependable people. They know right from wrong. So if you live in Mesa, the only shop that carries my brand, the only shop I recommend is Thompson's Auto Repair and Towing. He's on Main Street just east of Stapley, which is centrally located. Ron, good morning to you. How can I help you this morning? Yeah, Mark, good show. 
Hey, uh, I got a 2000 Silverado 5.3, and I want to store it for three months. Uh, do you recommend uh, filling the gas tank, or does it matter, and disconnect the battery, whatever? You know, I thank you. That's a good question. I would inflate the tires to the maximum inflation that's on the sidewall. Um, I wouldn't waste time putting wood underneath the tires. Yeah. Um, I would fill it with gas. And it's that just keeps the moisture out of the gas tank. I would change the oil. And in, and in reality, you said three months, but I don't think it's necessary that you do it. But if it was longer, if it was six months or maybe a year, I'd say let's store it with fresh oil. But I don't think three months is going to do it anything. I don't think you should squirt engine or oil into the cylinders. I don't think you should do anything. Put Fill it up with gas, air up the tires to the maximum inflation, leave the battery connected, and go away for three months, and I'm quite sure you'll be fine. Okay. Um, should I put that um, stuff in the gas? Uh, what do they call it? Um, stabilizer, fuel stabilizer. stabilizer. Yeah. yeah. Yeah, you can you can if you want to, but frankly, um, the fuel's not going to varnish up, and the fuel will be just fine in three months from now. We typically see varnish on vehicles that are well past a, a year, and there are carbureted vehicles. So we have a much better filtering system. We have a much better pressure system on fuel-injected vehicles like you have. Mm -hmm. And so we're not really concerned about varnish as we are the old carbureted cars and the older model cars. So if you want to put a stabilizer in there, then knock yourself out. It's not going to hurt it. But I'm yeah. just saying, I'm playing the odds here. I think there's about a 10% uh, a chance that not putting a stabilizer in there is going to cause your problem. And look at it this way, Ron. It won't take you but 300 miles to drive that deck out of there. <laughs> and, yeah. So, you know, it'll be full. You drive it, and the next fill up, you're done. So you're back uh, to normal. So, yeah. um, And well, if you want, to, Ron, I'll... Go ahead. Go ahead. I said I was if wondering you want, if I'll come over... Oh, are you? You're first. Yeah. You're first. I was wondering if uh, maybe like leaving it half full, so I wouldn't have so much gas, to, bad gas, to burn out of there when I got back. It's not. We're not going to have bad gas at three months. Uh, I promise you that. I have all kinds of tractors that have. I have a couple of gas-powered ones. Most of them are diesel. But no, I, I'm not worried about the gas turning bad. Um, the gas today is, um, I mean, I, I have five-gallon cans. I probably have five five-gallon cans, and I use them for the quads and, and some of the gasoline-powered stuff I have, and I also mix it with oil for some of the two-stroke stuff I have, and I'm not concerned about them that gas being three or four months old. But if you want, um, I'll come over and drive your truck while you're gone for the three months, <laughs> and if you'll just leave a credit card on the dash for the fuel, I think we can get along just fine. <laughs> yeah, well, that's a good idea. <laughs> Hey, what do you okay. think about uh, disconnecting the battery? Well, I think about two things. Um, I disconnect it will not hurt anything. Um, you'll have to relearn all your parameters, all your fuel trim, all your RPM, um, all, all your fuel delivery and timing, but that won't take long. It'll take you maybe 100 miles to kind of relearn everything. But there's really no harm in leaving it connected because there's there's virtually no draw on it. Okay. And I just think losing all that, it's kind of a, a reboot. And yeah. you don't reboot your computer every time you turn it on, even if it sits for a week or so. And I'm not quite that 
I'm not quite sure that there's a benefit. However, if you want, take the negative cable off of it. Just set it to the side. The okay. negative is the one you want to take off. That way, if you put it back on and happen to hit the wrench against metal, um, if you're on the, if your wrench is on the positive side, you know that there's going to be a lot of fireworks. All right. So, in in your hey. case, pull the negative off, and you need a five sixteenths wrench. Okay. Yeah, I got one more question. If you got time. Sure, I do. Okay, the same vehicle. Uh, it has 150,000 miles on it, and it's uh, losing oil pressure at idle. I mean, it'll go clear down to zero. And uh, I'm understanding that there's a check valve in the uh, oil pump. Is there any kind of a figure, like, is that hanging up and causing the problem, well, like varnish or something? I'm going to guess on this, but um, I think the oil pump's up front on that car. Right. And then there's this big pipe that goes from the screen at the back of the pan and goes forward. And the pipe has an has an a connection where one end is bigger than the sm the other end. And there's an O-ring in there, and that O-ring goes bad. And the symptom you just described is exactly what we do all the time. So you drop the pan, and then you disconnect that, put a new O-ring in that. And I'll tell you how to diagnose it. I want you to add a quart to it, even though it's full. Add a quart. Yeah. And then add another quart. And if one or two quarts over eliminates that, then what's happening is is we're cover we're raising the oil level up to where we cover up that bad connection so we yeah. don't lose oil pressure at idle. Okay. If that's the case, I win, everybody else loses because <laughs> I just diagnosed it for you. Yeah. Um, the bad the, news is uh, the other thing is uh that it will go away after I drive it for a while. And sometimes it will okay. hold uh hold oil pressure at idle that's kind of puzzling and and i'll tell you that i don't want to chase that tail because i want to stick with symptoms because at the end of the day then after you fix it then you can address why it did it sometimes and sometimes not now i'll tell you some guys say that when i abruptly stop I typically don't lose oil change because we're shoving the oil towards the front of the motor which is where the leak is at the suction leak yeah. on the other guys say I, I lose oil pressure on hard acceleration, and that's because all the oil is coming back, and it's exposing that bad connection to where the oil pumps suck in air and not oil. Yeah. Right. So there's some ways you can play with it, um, but yeah. it is something you need to have done. And I I'll can't give it. you an estimate, but I'm thinking it's probably going to be in the vicinity of three to five hundred dollars because there's it's la it's labor intensive to pull yeah. the pan. Yeah. Plus it's a four wheel drive. Yeah, and then you got that differential up front. And then yeah. you have to cross over on the exhaust too. So, yeah, I, you just added a couple, another hundred dollars to it. <laughs> okay. Thanks. All right, I got, I got to run, Ron. Thank you uh, very much. Six zero two five zero eight zero nine sixty. The lines are wide open. Six zero two five zero eight zero nine sixty. Um, you see, you see how that give and take works. You know, I ask questions, he has, he's got answers, and 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 they, and it's okay to say I don't know. We'll be back. Did you know Rain Tree Auto Repair is ranked number one in the entire United States by Mercedes-Benz for their repairs? Andy Val, the dad, and his sons, Tom and Paul, operate Rain Tree Auto Body in North Scottsdale. They've been around since 1972. Sure, they fix Kias and Hondas and Chevys and Fords, but they are rated the best for their ability to correctly repair the Mercedes-Benz. Remember, Rain Tree Auto Repair is ranked number one in the entire United States by Mercedes-Benz for their repairs. They have a machine called the Select. 
Bench. It's the same jig they assemble your car on. Raintree can put your car back to its pre-loss condition with 100% accuracy. Raintree Auto Repair is a BBB member with a plus rating, and they're also recommended by GarageFly. Raintree Auto Repair provides free estimates, and they'll give you a lifetime warranty on all paint and bodywork. They use the best glasseric paint, and it's waterborne paint, so it has no environmental effect. For more information, stop by RaintreeAutoBodyInc.com. Mother's Day is this Sunday. Surprise mom with a beautiful bouquet of flowers from Phoenix Flower Shops, the florist that has been making mom smile on Mother's Day for over 50 years. Remember, moms love flowers, and the pros at Phoenix Flower Shops can deliver your warm wishes anywhere in the USA. Call Phoenix Flower Shops 24 hours a day at 602-840-1200 or shop online at phoenixflowershops.com. That's phoenixflowershops.com, the Valley's Mother's Day florist for over 50 years. You need a plan as you get closer to retirement, a plan that will take you from where you are now to the retirement you've always dreamed about. The first step on that path is to tune in to Retire Financially Fit with Phyllis every Saturday morning at 8. Your host is Phyllis Sachs-Pilvinas. She's the founder of PSP and Associates. You only retire once, but Phyllis helps people retire every day. Don't miss Retire Financially Fit with Phyllis every Saturday morning at 8 on 960 The Patriot. Tanning, indoors or out, increases your risk of skin cancer, including melanoma the second most common cancer in young adults and the leading cause of cancer death in women 25 to 30. Tanning doesn't make me look healthier. My ambition does. Tanning doesn't make me stand out. My drive does. Tanning can cause wrinkles, age spots, and even melanoma, the cancer that kills one person every hour. And using tanning beds significantly increases your risk of developing melanoma. Tanning doesn't make me glow. My individuality does. Tanning doesn't make me feel better about myself. I got the job. My confidence does. Tanning doesn't make you more beautiful. It only makes you more at risk. Stop tanning. Learn more at spotskincancer.org. A message from the American Academy of Dermatology. So... I'm a dog, and I just got adapted by this new human guy, and I'm starting to wonder how he got along without me. I mean, okay, something as simple as walking around the block. He's got this leash thing, and he puts me on one end and him on the other, and I'm just taking him around. I I think he's afraid of getting lost. Without that leash and me guiding him along, I don't think he'd find his way back home. But it's kind of cute. A person is the best thing to happen to a shelter pet. Be that person. Adopt. Brought to you by the Ad Council and (laughs) theshelterpetproject.org. Patriot app tip number seven. Not only is the app the best place to listen to your favorite Patriot shows and podcasts, but look out for special contests, giveaways, and even scratch games right at your fingertips. Download the Patriot app at your app store today. Become a fan of 960 The Patriot on Facebook or follow us on Twitter today. Just go to 960thepatriot.com for more information. Welcome back, everybody. My name is Mark Salem. Every Saturday we're here at 10 to noon talking about cars. Let me tell you about a shop. Let me, let me explain. If you have a Chevrolet and a Toyota and you happen to find a car that has a really good Chevrolet guy and a good Toyota guy, then you're in hog heaven. That's exactly what you'd like to have. But those of you with Volvo, Saabs, Fiat, and Alfa Romeo, you already know that nobody likes your cars. See, 
everybody else has Windows cars and you have some car that was made in Russia, written in a program that only three people in Africa can read. Okay, that's what you got. However, IMM Auto Service, been around since 1972, and they specialize in Volvo Sobs, Fiat, and Alfa Romeos. Now, I think most of those guys fell down and hit their head. I really do. But here's the good news. If you have a Chevy and a Volvo, or maybe a Ford and a Saab, or maybe a Fiat and a Chrysler, or an Alfa Romeo and a Toyota, they can work on both of your cars. Pretty much anything you got in your garage, they can work at or work on. So they're in the northeast quadrant of Tempe. They're just south of the 202, just west of the 101. Been around since 1972. David and his crew have fixed cars for me over the phone. Now, he's not going to do that to you because I'm giving him technical data. But he said, do this, do this, and the problem should go away. And you know what? He was right. So I am indebted to David at IMM, but he's a good shop. And if you have one of those cars that scares all the rest of us, you need to develop a relationship with IMM. Robert, good morning to you. How can I help you? Yes, good morning. Um, I have a question, actually, too. I'm looking for a uh, part for a 99 Toyota Corolla. It's a spiral spring cable. Um, do you have any recommendations as to where I could uh, find it? Well, I know that's a technical word, but where does it go and what does it do? Okay. Uh, another word for it is uh, or um, uh, it's clock spring. Another uh, oh. title for it is a clock spring. Right. It's in the it's it's it sits in a the steering column and it controls I, the airbag. I, I was told the horn yeah. and other yeah. Okay, um, and you've tried the Toyota dealer, and he doesn't have one. Um, I'm trying to find it, uh, probably aftermarket, uh, less nope. than three hundred dollars. Nope. 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 You're not going to find that in the aftermarket. That is a very specialized part. I hope you're diagnosed it correctly. I hope you know what you're doing, because you're going to spend three hundred dollars on a guess if you don't. Now, the airbag light should be on intermittently. The turn signals may or may not work intermittently. The horn may or may not work. But don't use any other word except clock spring. If you wanted to go crazy, you could probably buy an entire steering column from a wrecking yard and then yank that clock spring out and put it in yours. But you need to kind of know that that one came out of a car with 60,000 miles so that you don't buy something with 300,000 miles and find out that the clock spring is fragile in it. Um, do you have a relationship with a shop? No, I don't. Okay. Um, do you do all your own repair work? No, I, I don't. I don't really do any of it. It's... Um, it's a referral. It's it's being uh, worked on uh, at a at a, a a shop, and uh, I guess on the side, like a side job, and okay. um, yeah. So um, okay. I'm, the I'm, reason yeah. I ask you. Hello. Robert, hold on the line one moment. Uh, Mark will be right back. And I'll find it and give them my discount, charge them sales tax, and help them out. I probably do that about 12 times a year. But they have to be a customer of mine. That's exactly the reason I ask you if you have a shop. Because sometimes if you have a relationship with a the shop, they'll, 
they'll take you and drag you out from underneath the bus. But right. I also want to tell you that the most that anybody's going to get out of that $300 is probably 20%. So you're talking $60, so you're still into that clock spring for 240 Now, if you find the part number on the clock spring, the I Toyota do. I part have number, then get on eBay and Google and start Googling that part number, and you may find somebody who bought one and didn't need it. But they're not stupid, so they probably paid somewhere between 250 and 300 And unless you catch them with their pants down, you're going to pay a, a big price. Now, their part doesn't have a warranty, but the one you get from Toyota does. So those right. are the kinds of di- – that, that's the dichotomies that we have to work with. So That's right. Well, good luck I've- to you. I'm gonna, I know you got another question, but I'm going to take a quick break. And when we come back, I know you had one more. And then, Leon, you stay right there. We'll be back right after this. Mark Levin has a solution to our issue with North Korea. Kim Jong fat boy needs to be taken out. I'm saying that to me is the clearest solution, short of all out war, and that we cannot ignore North Korea anymore because the dictator has threatened to use long range intercontinental ballistic missiles with nuclear warheads against the United States. Once somebody does that, that's it. Mark Levin, weeknights at 6, right before Larry Elder at 9, on Intelligent Talk 960, The Patriot. You wouldn't dive into a pool without knowing how deep it is. So why would you dig without knowing what's below? Underground utilities are buried all over Arizona. Accidentally strike one and you could be injured or wipe out services like water, power, and internet. Call 811 or click Arizona811.com to have utilities marked first. It's free, easy, and it's the law. Remember, call 811 or click Arizona811.com. Sponsored by Arizona 811 in partnership with the Arizona Broadcasters Association and this station. Ready for a next-generation education? Earn your doctoral degree at Grand Canyon University. GCU's EDD and Teaching and Learning, with an emphasis in adult learning program, provides the opportunity for educational and professional leaders to move their career to the highest level. Learners will gain techniques for education at the collegiate level. Fall cohorts start August 31st. Grand Canyon University. Find your purpose. Visit gcu.edu slash cds to learn more. Information about graduation rates and median debt from students completing the program is available at gcu.edu slash disclosures. So, Justin, I was playing that video game Forest Brigade, and it was pretty cool. I was running down this, like, digital path, and I met this digital frog, and he was all like... Then I went playing in this virtual stream where this water, it looked almost real. It was this whole electronic forest world. So what did you do? Well, my parents took me to the forest, the real forest, where I was running down this... Well, it was an actual path. Then I saw this real-life frog. It was all, like ribbit and i saw an owl too then i played in this amazing stream with water around my ankles like wet water then me and my sister and my parents sat around a campfire and told cool stories all night long oh that's a uh, pretty cool too this weekend unplug getting closer to nature can get you closer to your family to find the forest nearest you go to discovertheforest.org Brought to you by the U.S. Forest Service and the Ad Council. Take an ordinary putty knife and scrape off the old wax ring. Place the new wax ring over the flange, then line up the bolts with the bowl and gently set in place, making sure a proper seal is created with the flange and drain. Next. Um, Dad? Uh, yeah, sweetie. Is that an old plumbing manual? Oh, um, yeah, yeah, honey. We really need to get some new books. Right, um, do do you want me to stop? Nah, I kind of want to know how it ends. Okay, tighten the bolts, 
line up the flushing valve to the opening in the top of the bowl and secure the tank with a screwdriver and crescent wrench. The smallest moments can have the biggest impact on a child's life. Take time to be a dad today. Call 877-4DAD-411 or visit fatherhood.gov. Brought to you by the U.S. Department of Health and Human Services and the Ad Council. I started my adventure in the Air Force Reserve as a payload system operator. A flight medic in the Air Force Reserve. I'm a pilot for the Air Force Thunderbirds demonstration team. We do a lot in a little bit of time, and we have to do it very efficiently. It's a very exciting career. The Reserve gave me the opportunity to learn something totally different from what I did. The training in the Air Force Reserve is second to none. The most exciting thing in the Air Force Reserve is to be able to travel. It gave me the opportunity to go to college. That was definitely a bonus. And the Air Force Reserve gave me all those opportunities, and then even more. Start your adventure in the Air Force Reserve. All righty, welcome back, everybody. This is our last segment, and we've got a full board of people. But I'm going to tell you real quick about Larry Harker's Auto. He's at 38th Avenue in Indian School, and you've heard me talk about Bob and Ellen at Larry Harker's Auto. You've heard me talk about he's probably one of the best diagnosticians I've ever met in my life. He has the tenacity. He has that bulldog tenacity. But he also has tremendous communication skills with the customer. So he expects the customer to participate. And keep in mind there are three answers to your technician when he asks you about your problem. Yes, no, or I don't know. And the I don't know is the most important one for the men to learn. The women have that down pretty good, but the men are different. Nevertheless, if you're anywhere in the valley and you got that nobody can fix my car routine, Larry Harker's auto. 38th Avenue and Indian School. Robert, you had one more question, and I'm ready to listen. Yes, sir. Uh, when I start the car, and, and it's not just when I start it, but it's periodically, um, it idles high for about two minutes, but the first several seconds, it drops, and then it goes right back up. I was wondering, okay. I don't think that's normal. Well, um, how many miles are on this Toyota? Oh, about 80 or 97. I would probably uh, ask somebody to help you or guide you clean the uh, idle air control motor and clean the throttle blades. And I think after 80,000 miles, that's probably, and most shops are going to charge you between 50 and and $100 for something like that. But cleaning the idle air control motor, this motor goes, zzz, 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 it opens and closes and gives the engine air. And, and if the engine, if the computer wants the engine to raise, it gives it more air. And if it wants to drop the idle, it gives it less air. So this guy is moving around a lot, plus the throttle blades affect the amount of air that's inhaled by the engine. So cleaning those up and the bore behind them is important. So my guess is, is cleaning up the throttle blades and, and checking the idle air control motor and maybe cleaning it up might be something in your future. Thank okay. you very much, Robert. Leon, you're up next. Leon, how can I help you? Yeah, I bought a used 2014 Toyota Prius, and uh, it's off of its warranty now. It's got over 60000 so I'm, I've been taking it to Toyota, but I think they're a little bit pricey, so I'm, I'm looking for an independent garage like in Tempe or South Scottsdale. I notice that some garages advertise that they're hybrid certified garages. Uh, they take special classes and stuff. What, what do you think about a hybrid certified independent garage as opposed to just a regular garage? And do you have any recommendations? Uh, I, I do. Um, I want to tell you that as far as the Prius is concerned, the general maintenance can be handled by any gray-haired guy or certified tech, um, ASE certified tech. The battery 
can be handled by 80% of us. So we know how to check it. We know how to replace it. It's when you get into the deep electrical system that you have to have specialized equipment. And the bad news is, is you got to go to Toyota for that because that's a 1% car. And none of us are going to invest fifty, sixty, seventy thousand dollars to deal with one percent of the cars. Stay with us, Leon. Yeah, I'm with you. Mark's coming back. Hold on. And I think if you go to my website, MarkSalem.com, I got uh, Schumann's Automotive. I've got Carol Bell up on uh, Scottsdale, 8700 uh, East McDowell. Those guys can handle the first two-thirds of that Prius with no problem at all. Thank you, Leon. Thank you very much for that. Gary, you're up next. How can I help you? Uh, hi, Mark. I've got a 2004 uh, Lexus uh, GX470 that has 240,000 miles. And my question is regarding w whether it's worth uh, putting a certain amount of money into it. Um, uh, I, I've, th there have been some repairs where the, the shop that I take it to, which uh, which I got from you, and we love the shop. They're they're awesome. Uh, but uh, I, my question is just concerning whether or not it's worth you know putting a certain amount of money into it. And uh, the the cost is they said is approximately uh, seven to eight thousand to do everything that needs to be done. Some of the stuff we put off, uh, you know, just from an affordability standpoint. Uh, but now it's gotten to the point that um, one of the main things are the shocks. And then forgive me for not knowing the technical, but something about the airbags related to the shocks. Um, okay. Yeah, it's the and, air suspension, and. Um, I would, if the car is drooping on one of the four corners or on the front half or the back half, then you got to get that fixed. I would take a new focus. I would fix what I have to fix. I would live what I, ha I could live with. So shock absorbers, I want to tell you real quick that I've put $1,000 worth of shocks. I've put $2,000 worth of shock absorbers on a car because the customer wanted them. And then I might follow up with a call six months later and I say, how's your car right? It's obviously mm -hmm. better. Was it worth it? 100% of the time, they laugh and say no. Oh. So a shock absorber is a safety device because it pushes the tire down on the road. Mm -hmm. But I, you got to ask me, Mark, do you change the shocks on your truck? No. Did you change the shocks on your wife car lately? <laughs> no. <laughs> do you love your wife? Sometimes. So, <laughs> I mean, I, you got 240,000 miles on it. You've been around the world 10 times. So I would fix what I have to fix, and that's all. So if you need hoses and belts, and and they're in bad shape, yes. But as far as replacing all four shock absorbers, no. As far as replacing the airbags in your air suspension because we're drooping, yes. So it's kind we've, of a one one thing at a time. Yeah, we've kind of put off the shocks. That was one of the things that we kept putting off, but now it's to the point where, and I guess, too, it affects the, the air um uh, you, you know the the air shocks as well uh, is what is what they were saying, but it's we've kind of let it go to the point now where it really it, it, we really have to you know replace them. Um, I guess okay. the, the 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 question if we did everything that was on the list, 
um, would that be worth doing? Uh, you know, because uh, okay, I can answer up, that. I, okay, let, 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 we're we're kind of pressed for time. All right, I'm going to take seven thousand dollars and I'm going to divide it by three hundred dollars, and that's twenty three months. Mm-hmm. So if I if I said to you that I'll take care of all the maintenance on that car, and I'm going to charge you three hundred dollars a month. That's a dollar. Well, that's what ten dollars a day. I don't know, three hundred. So mm-hmm. yeah. thirty. Um, $10, yeah. $10 okay, ten dollars a day. So mm-hmm. if I said to you, I'll do all your work, and I'm going to charge you ten dollars a day, three hundred dollars a month. Would you take that deal? Uh, yeah. Okay then go ahead and have it fixed because really and truly that's what's going on you're just kind of paying it forward so you, mm-hmm. if you have seven or eight thousand dollars worth of work done then that postpones it for another hundred thousand miles and basically for 23 months you're even so if you and that's if you assign three hundred dollars to that car you can't even rent a car for a week I think it costs you uh, close to $300, and you certainly aren't going to rent a car for a month at $300. Mm-hmm. So I think that's how I look at it. I just look at take that, divide it by, you know, $7,000, and divide it by how, how many months is that going to take? So divide it by 300 Or if you do it by 400 you say 7000 I got my calculator right here, divided by four years is 1750 divided by 12 So now we're at $145 a month. So if that's mm-hmm. more palatable, then use that. But you're just paying for forward. That's it. Now, you're going to bail on this car when it starts consuming oil or blowing blue smoke out the tailpipe. That's mm-hmm. when you stop because that's the beginning of the end. Okay? Uh, okay. Thank Alrighty. you, Mark. Gary, if you betcha. Joel, you're up next, Joel. How can I help you? Uh, yeah. <clears throat> yes, I have a problem that I think uh, 95% of people have. Birds used by car as a toilet. Is there anything on the market that I could use to spray on the car that if a bird goes down to use my toilet, they'll get a hot foot? Thank you. Um, well, that, you know, are you sure the birds are standing on your car while they poop on it, or are they flying over your car? They're just prancing around on the top, under, okay. under the shade. All right. Is there, um, no, I was wondering, is there, that's a common thing, you know, bird poop. Well, um, yeah, um, maybe you you move it out into the sun because their little feet are on your car because it's a lot cooler than everything else out in the sun. Well, so, I'm not even you know, cleaning my part. car anymore. I, I'm letting it get dirty because I think that they like to see their reflection in a nice, shiny car, and they don't see it. They walk away. <laughs> okay. All right. All now, right. Joel, the last thing I am is a psychiatrist for birds. <laughs> okay. I'm, I don't know what they see and what they don't see. Um, I think they're on the top of your car is because they want to take a rest, and I think your car's cool because it's in the shade and everything else is 10, 20, 30 degrees, and I think they're burning their little piggies. So you got two choices. Either park it in the sun, and I'm doing my best bird psychology thing, or have somebody put a great coat of wax on it, and then when you got bird poop on it, get your hose and blow that poop into your neighbor's yard and be done with it. So I, I think those are the only two things. there was a product things. out there that would have spray on no. your car. No. No, I mean, you could try a spray-on wax and see if they don't like the wax. 
I mean, you could try a lot of different things. You could put some olive oil on top of your car. You could uh, spray it with uh, just find stuff inside the wife's kitchen and spray different oils on oh, it. Oh, heck with the birds. Uh, I hope they all get constipated. Well, and you could take take some of your wife's scotch, put it in a spray bottle, spray it on top of the car, and see if you can get them drunk and they stick. They don't come around no more. Anyway, thank you very much, Joel. That was a conversation I haven't had. I've been on the radio for eighty since nineteen eighty eight, and I have never had a, a a bird poop question. So congratulations, Joel. You just <laughs> less good morning to you. <laughs> All right, I want to take a serious note here. A lady takes her car into a transmission shop that I personally despise. She takes her car in, and according to her, it's been in there for three weeks. And she keeps calling them, and they don't say anything. And they, She says, well, I want to come and pick it up. And they say, it's going to cost you $1,200 to come and pick it up. And I say, did you authorize the checkout as $1,200? She said, no, and blah, blah, blah. And it goes, And it goes from bad to worse to double worse to triple worst. And now it's, I'm going to get the media involved, three on your side, 12 on your back, 15 in your back pocket, and everybody's going crazy. Now, folks, I am not somebody that's going to hop on my white horse and go slay all your dragons, so you can forget about that. This lady caught me in a moment of weakness. And so I happened to know the appropriate people, and I called the appropriate people, and I sent them a copy of the email. And I said, perhaps you should get this guy under control. And she, and I asked her the other day, I sent her an email, and I said, tell me what happened. And she says this, and I'll just read you her email. Um, <laughs> it's crazy. Thank you for the follow-up on your email. Um, somebody contacted them, and... Uh, after some back-and-forth emails, late Monday night, the shop indicated they had reassembled the transmission and it would be ready for pickup on Wednesday. They did not charge us for the process, despite all the work they claimed to have done. Uh, please know that we requested an itemized list of exactly what was done and the hours involved so that we could pay if we truly paid them, and they refused to prevent, present an itemized bill. Thank you again for your advice in facilitating so-and-so's involvement in this unfortunate choice of a transmission business. Um, we have a problem with this transmission shop's honesty, integrity, and ethics in obtaining consent to tear apart a car's transmission by intermixing it with how they diagnose the problem. And they also told me that they had cut the torque converter uh, in, in, in part, they had cut it open, and the, inside the torque converter told them they needed a whole new transmission. Now, let me tell you something, folks. A torque converter for this car is about $1,000. Now, they put this back together, and they gave it to this lady and their husband. Let me ask you a question. If they did truly did cut the torque converter apart, then they had to pay for that torque converter. And do you really think that would have happened? The answer is hell no. The answer is they never cut it apart. They lied about that. The answer is is they couldn't figure out what to do with this car. The answer is, is they didn't fix it, and it sat there for two or three weeks and did nothing, and all they did is give this lady lip service. So when you hear that happening, when you hear the train whistle blowing, when you hear the clickety-clack of the locomotive coming at you, you have to cut bait. So look at a shop, including my own. 
Look at the shop and type in Salem Boys Auto Review. And I'll tell you something else that bugs me. It's the guys that thump their chest and tell everybody how good they are. I've been doing radio since 1988. And one thing you'll hardly ever hear me say is the name of my shop. Because I'm here for you, not to thump my chest. I'm here for you. So please behave yourself. And when the locomotive's coming and it's going clickety-clack, clickety-clack, and you know you're in trouble, you got to stop and, and, and get the heck out of there. And to the grace of God, this lady did just exactly that. My email address is mark at marksalem.com. If you have a question, you can always email me. Thank you. Wear your seatbelt. God bless you. And see you next Saturday. Three-star general Michael J. Flynn, head of the Pentagon Intelligence Agency, knew all the government's dirty secrets. He was one of the most respected generals in the military. Flynn knew what the intel world had been up to. He understood its funding. He ordered the first audit of the use of contractors. This set off alarm bells. The explosive new documentary, Flynn, deliver the truth, whatever the cost, and covers the facts behind this scandal. Flynn told the truth. He was the most dangerous person for Donald Trump to hire. I find out the worst enemy that I'm going to face in my life is right here in America. They took my assessment and they wanted me to change it. I was like, I'm not changing it. They had to get rid of Flynn. With in-depth interviews, archival footage, and never-before-seen personal record to the man behind the headlines. I just felt like I was drowning. Flynn. Deliver the truth, whatever the cost. Available now. Watch it today. Go to salemnow.com. salemnow.com.